Well, hello, I'm Sean Keith. I am the Sunday School and Discipleship Strategist for Louisiana Baptist. Thank you for joining us today in our podcast when we think about coaching our leaders, how to coach our leaders. Today, we want to look at the personal and professional life of those of us who coordinate and lead those who make disciples who make disciples. And joining me today is George Yates. He is a church health strategist. He serves as the director of the Sun Care Ministries, and he's, it is a consulting and coaching ministry designed to strengthen churches and their leaders. In the book that we'll be looking at today, Coaching a Methodology, a Way of Leadership, a Way of Life, uh, we'll find some information. It'll be available for you. You can find it on Amazon. You can also find it on his website, suncare, S-O-N-C-A-R-E dot net. I certainly hope that this podcast will help you as you learn a methodology called coaching. So let's jump into our podcast. So welcome to today's podcast, George Yates. George, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Thank you for having me on today. It's my privilege to be with you. So tell us a little bit more about this book. What was the reasoning behind writing this book? What about this topic did you feel it made it worthy of your time, energy, and resources to publish this book? There were several things, Sean, and part of it was uh, I've been using coaching as a leadership style for a couple of decades, like a lot longer than that now, and and uh, I started teaching it. Coaching came along. People said, you're doing that already, and I started teaching it, and people said, when are you going to write the book for it? And <laughs> so really, that's when the book came along. As you know, I, I was with you in Louisiana a few years ago and uh, taught some of this, and it came out of the book actually came out of people wanting more of how to use coaching as a leadership style. Now, if we know coaching is a methodology in all reality, right. we, we don't quite understand exactly what that is. We know what a football coach does or a baseball coach is. So distinguish the differences between what we're talking about as a coaching methodology of coaching people as opposed to coaching a sports team. Right. You know, the word leadership in general, that, that word lead or leadership comes from an, an old British or English word called, L, it was spelled L-A-E-D, laid, and the A and the E were together. If you've ever seen old English, you know how the A and E sometimes, well, that was it. And that word laid mean to bring along with. And uh, what uh, is coaches, you're right, we're not sports coaches, but there is one analogy that I use sometimes about uh, sports coaches. There's not a sports coach that has ever given an ounce of skill to an athlete. What the great coaches have learned to do is how to help that athlete reach inside himself or herself, uncover or unearth that ability that they have, and then to develop that ability to the best of their potential. And so that's what we do as a coach when we come into a church or church setting or to coach another person in the church is we help that person to discover what God has already given them, what's inside them, and then how to develop that to use it for God. So the coaching methodology is basically a trying to draw out of the person the very best qualities that's that's internal in them, that things that they already have in place. We're just trying to to draw it out. Is that what you yes. mean? Okay. Yes, draw it out and then use it. How to, how to put it to use properly uh, for God's kingdom, what God calls you for, to fulfill your your individual purpose in life or a church's purpose in life if we're coaching a church. So what separates coaching from like being a, a mentoring or some of the other stuff? How how can we use coaching in a classic example with, let's just say uh, I'm the minister of education or pastor with a, a Sunday school teacher. How, how might I make application of a coaching model in that relationship? 
What what you want to do? Of course, there's there's two there's two key components that I talk about that I teach and train and and then write about in the book, uh, and that is listening, deeper listening skills. How to use your deeper listening skills? Because we we often just use uh, listen we listen to respond. And so how to do and then how to formulate questions. And so you want to always be listening and then try to learn to use the right question, how to use those questions to help people. Learn. And I will talk about more about that in just a few minutes. Yeah. And, and I think the key is, is learning how to engage that person so that in a conversational format, we're beginning to discover the challenges or the obstacles or things in their life and ministry that prevents them from being the person that God wants to use to make disciples. So absolutely, absolutely. And that's, you know, if we can't in, engage them, they're not going to be able to use anything that we're talking about and they're not going to hear. And so uh, we need to sometimes change the way we engage them, the way we talk to them. A lot of leaders use an authoritative type leadership or a directional type leadership and try to engage that person so that they're they're coming out of this. And, you know, one of the last questions that I always like to use or uh, encourage coaches to use is now, how are you going to put this into practice before you and I meet again? Now, let's think about the person who is coaching someone else. Okay. What are some of the challenges that, say, for myself, that I'm going to struggle with because I'm, 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 this is something new to me? I'm, I'm, I don't know how to do that. Where do I begin? Where do I start? Uh, the big key is listening as I mentioned a minute ago, and, and it's listening for more than just responding. We've been trained or, or, or whether it comes natural or whatever to, to, we listen to the first couple sentences that someone says, and we're already formulating our response rather than listening. And if, if we'll just sit back and wait and listen, and it's tough to do, Sean, as you know, and I know, uh, it, we've been doing this for years and it's still tough to do, but if we'll sit back and listen, we will sometimes hear the true heart of the matter farther down the line into the conversation. And so to listen, and, and one of the key things, and I think uh, we may get into this a little bit later too, is tell me more. When someone says something, or here's, here's what's going on, here's why, why I'm not getting this part of, of you know what I need to do. Say, well, tell me more about that. Unpack that for me. Well, give some practical advice. How can I work on my art of listening? What are some practical okay. things I can do? Okay, well, you know, a part of if, if we only listen to the words that someone says, we're, we're missing 97% or 93%, I'm sorry, of what they communicate. Uh, your words only make up 7% of what you communicate. And so, uh, you know, you've been through the training with me that, that we watch for body language, the eyes are speaking, the, the shoulders, the, the facial expressions, your hands, your feet, and, and just it's learning some of those things. What, are, what is that saying? What is the, what is the body saying? Uh, along with the words and and are they congruent are, are they together did they work to are they fitting together or are their their words saying one thing but their body language said yeah you know you, you may say yeah i'm doing good I'm, I'm feeling great i'm doing good but that person's their their shoulders are rolled forward their their eyes are you know pulled drawn together or something like that and you learn to watch these things you see these things you see okay their words are saying one thing but their body's saying something totally different yeah you're talking about <clears throat> focusing on that person Yes. Really engage with that person. I know, uh, as a uh, minister of education and a, a, a interim pastor, I, sometimes the conversation takes place in a hallway. <laughs> yes, yeah. and so coaching in in reality means being able to block everything else out and to focus on the person. So let's talk about that a little bit. How do you how do you try to keep your focus on that person? How what what are some things that you do? What are some techniques that I can do to focus on the person? 
it's in front of me. Oh, that's that's good, and 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 I could probably camp out on that one for quite a while. But but uh, you know you 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 do have to focus on the person, and I normally try to focus on the person's eyes. Uh, most a lot of times we focus not on their eyes but on their mouth, and when we're when we're listening to someone talk, and and I try to focus on the. Of course, you're going to see the the mouth if you focus on the eyes. You're going to see you know uh, take in the whole face and shoulders, and so you can see that much at least. And so if you keep your focus there and, and try to pay attention to what they're saying, not what they said two minutes ago. What are they saying now? And what's going on? Where we're going? Don't try to focus on your response. You know, Sean. You know, one of the one of the the big things there, if people can understand this, is when they when they're introduced to someone and before they can say their name, they've already forgot that person's name. That's uh, me. We don't remember the person. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all do it. I do it too. You know, I'm terrible with names. And and the, the reason is we're we're thinking about our response. So why are we thinking about? Well, I got to tell them my name. You already know what your name is. You don't yeah. have to think about it. But we're, we've we've lost focus on that person. So staying focused on that person and what the what the body is communicating back to you is is huge. It's the it's the main part of what you're talking about, what you're asking about there. How do I engage that person? How do I get engaged with that person? Is you got to stay focused right there. And yeah, if you're in the hallway or around other people, it, that's not always easy to do. Yeah, I know. And, and when I'm focused on somebody, I also have to pay attention to my body language. Yes. It's because I am a, uh, I think the term I've used before, social butterfly. I want to say hi to everybody. I want to talk to everybody. So I also need to pay attention to my body cues. So talk about that a little bit. What about yourself? How how should I stand? How should I address this person? What are some things that's going to help me to be a better listener and let them know that I'm interested in what they're saying? Well, I think, you know, being engaged yourself, watching, paying attention, like we talked about, but also, you know, and I'm the same as you, you know, I wanted people walking by, I want to say hi, I want to do that. So I have to, I have to balance that. Don't want people to think that I'm ignoring them or that, but, but at the same time, I'm engaged here in this conversation directly in front of me. And so I, I, did, I have to watch that. And I also have to watch my, you're right, my body language, you know, how am I holding my hands? You know, what, what is what is my face saying to this person? Am I telling them that I'm engaged or am I telling them that, that I'm really off at lunch already? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm somewhere else three <laughs> hours from now. And so I have to really concentrate on engaging with that person so that hopefully and, and you know, working on your body language. It takes time to break some some old habits that you've got of, of the way you point your fingers or or things like that and the way you hold your head or your eyes or not not looking directly at the person. Let's talk a little bit more about the body language. I know you've been wanting to talk about this, but uh, <laughs> body language is one of those things that it's not it's something we do without really thinking about. Yes, but it is something we need to pay more attention to. Uh, we all, like you said, we we focus on the words and not as much on the body language. But let's talk a little bit more about that. What does it mean when someone, like for example, crosses their arms? What does that mean? Well, that can mean multiple things. Uh, you know, one of the first things I heard years and years ago, I started studying this, was if they've got their arms crossed or folded in front of them, that they they're not engaged. They don't care about what's going on. And I've learned that's not necessarily true. That person could just be cold. <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's a habit that they've gotten into or whatever right. you know there's, so there's a lot of things and so one of the things that i try to teach is watch for clusters okay. not just if, if you see the arms folded what are the shoulders doing what are the eyes and the, what's the face saying what's it doing and uh, you know uh you, you've heard me talk about the eyes before and and so for for our listeners the the eyes really tell a lot and, and if your eyes shift to the left you're using your recall and you're, you're trying to recall something. If your eyes shift to the right, 
you're you're for you're fabricating or formulating something or or a lot of people say that, that is they're telling a lie well they're not necessarily telling a lie they could be but they're trying to create or recreate something maybe you ask them something that they've buried from their childhood and they're trying to reformulate what happened back then yeah and so you know and, and here's here's a here's a great little uh example that you can use anywhere is just ask somebody to hum jingle bells for you and people can hum it. But a lot of times their eyes will shift to the left and right back to the center as they start to, to hum that and then ask them to make up a song and hum it. And their eyes, if they shift at all, they'll shift to the right and then shift back to center focus there. And so learn, we learn to watch these, you know, also that if you're standing in a church at a church fellowship, and uh, uh, you're talking with someone, engage that conversation, and you look down, you notice that their feet are pointed toward the dessert table. They're finished <laughs> with the conversation. They're yep. wanting you to, to be quiet so they can head for the dessert. <laughs> you're, you're, the, the point behind that one is your feet point to where your mind wants your body to go. And so when people's feet are pointed a different direction away from you, they, they may be ready for, to end the conversation. Yeah. And like crossing your legs or, you know, putting your hands on your face, touching, you know, stroking your chin or something like that. These are all indicators of uh, ways we process information or engage someone. Yes. Yes. And, and that's a good one about your face and, and touching your, your mouth or your lip or putting a finger over the top of you know, your top lip. A lot of times that means, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you. I hear you, but I'm not sure that I agree with you yet. Or it could be, I don't have confidence in what I'm saying. If I'm speaking and I'm holding my hand on I don't have full confidence in what I'm saying. And the same with rubbing the back of the neck. Uh, rubbing the back of the neck when someone's talking is is known as the guillotine effect. And uh, they, they, it's like they, they feel the guillotine about to come down on their neck. And uh, they're probably not as truthful or as honest as they want to pretend that they are as they're talking. So. The reality is so much of what we know about conversation, communication, there's a whole world of reality out there. There's studies. There's, I mean, you probably can get a doctorate in this stuff, I imagine. But with all of that being said, I think probably the key, and maybe elaborate on this a little bit, is we just need to pay attention to people, study people, see, observe how they act and interact. And then the, especially the people we're coaching, we want to make sure that we're observing their habits and their forming because in those hallway conversations, we may not be paying attention to all this stuff, and yet we should be, especially if we're trying to help draw out the very best out of these leaders that we possibly can to accomplish the work and mission of a church. So this maybe just kind of elaborate on the fact that we need to make sure that we pay attention, that we learn to observe and learn how to be a student of people. Yeah, I think that that's very important. It has to be, of course, if, with what you're talking about, what we're asking about. And, and I talk about that in the book, the Coaching uh, Way of Leadership, Way of Life book, that, that and, and help people to understand that. And so that's a way that you could learn a little bit about these. And, have them, and I'm taking this uh, again on tour, uh, doing several dates in Alabama and one in Mississippi, at least uh, later this fall and, and, and training this and teaching this for pastors and church leaders and would love to be back in Louisiana if we make that, that work sometime. So. But yeah, but, uh, but, you know, you, you've got to learn to watch for these and you're not going to pick up on everything. You know, I don't, I've been doing this for 40 years now when, when I started studying this and I, I guarantee you, I don't pick up on everything. Everybody's communicating with 
their body. But I try to watch for those things. I try to watch for those shoulder shrugs. Is it one shoulder? That could usually tell us something that's, you know, oh, I don't know about that. I'm here, I'm telling you this, but, you know, I've shrugged that one shoulder and it could be either shoulder. Uh, so what is that saying? And and don't just use one, but look at a cluster. Yeah. Is the, Are the shoulders and the face saying the same thing? Are the eyes and the arms or the hands, are they doing the same thing? You're talking to somebody in a hallway conversation, like you mentioned, yeah. and, and their fists or their hands closed. They don't necessarily clench into a fist, but their hands closed. They're getting a little uptight about something. They're getting stressed about something. And and it is moving to, you know, if you keep going, they could clench their fist. Yeah. And so, you know, learn to watch for those things. And and it just takes time. You've got to practice. It really takes practice, practice, practice of, of really focusing on parts of this at a time. You know, it's okay. This week I'm gonna focus on people's eyes. Yeah. Next week I'm gonna focus on people's shoulders and their arms or hands. That's practical. Listening for the words. Also paying yeah. attention to body thing and maybe focusing on key areas to be able to do that. So this methodology of coaching, it is about learning how to listen yes, and learning how to listen by listening to the words, but also to the body cues that are telling you what this person's trying to say. Let's just talk with the uh, probably as, as important, if not more important sometimes, how to formulate good questions so that you can begin to draw the person in and develop that person. Okay. And that is the second part. I said that the deeper listening skills is first and formulating great questions is right. You know, I believe that, that in the, in the church, in the corporate world, even in our private conversations, we're asking the wrong questions. And if we keep asking the wrong questions, we'll never get to the right answers. And so I'm glad you, you brought that up because uh, we really need to focus on how to ask the right questions mm -hmm. and what are the right questions? Well, again, it, someone's talking to you, listen, and the longer you listen, the more information you'll get by engaging that person so that you can come up with the right type of question. And there, there are different types of questions. And oftentimes we ask the closed ended question. A closed ended question has, you know, just one simple yes or no answer a lot of times or just one word or, or one quick phrase and it doesn't help that person get to the heart of the matter and so we want to help people go into what i call deeper thinking skills open up their deeper uh their deeper thought processes and so we want to ask a question like instead of saying you know what, what day of the week is today once somebody answers that we're finished yeah. but say you know what does sunday mean to you yeah yeah. And, and ask a question that causes people to go into what I call deeper thought processes and, and learning those. And then learning to use, not to use the, the closed ended questions, but use open ended questions or what I call statement questions, that kind of things that make people think. And they have to go into their thoughts to come up with what the true answer is that they need right then. And you always want those questions to be to help lead. Every question needs to lead them towards yeah. their next step. What is the next step I need to take? to work on uh, in improving my ministry, whatever that is. Well, when you're listening, um, the phrase you've already talked about, tell me more. Yes. How does that help a person go deeper in reflecting and thinking and processing what they're talking about? Well, what you do, that that person talks, and, and you may be in front of a person that likes to talk, and, and once you get them started, they get started, and they go on and on. <laughs> when they when they get finished, I've, always, I've just learned that regardless of how much they've told you, it's really... Uh, good for you to ask that person, could you unpack that for me a little more? Or could you tell me just a little bit more about, and you don't have to, you know, they may have covered a wide range of stuff, but, but if you keyed in on one thing that they need to work on, then just say, could you tell me a little bit more about why your day is so cluttered and you can't get 
uh, to everything that you want to get to that day. And, and let them say, you know, just unpack that for me. What, yeah. And then you might come back with a question like, well, what would a good day look like to you? And you're, again, what you're doing is you're asking them to unpack it a little bit more and, and, and go, okay, well, if, if I had my way, here's what I would like to see my day be like. Yeah. And so that tell me more helps that person to, to just dig a little bit deeper. And a lot of times they'll come up with the answer and not even realize it. Yeah. And you can rephrase what they just said into a question, what I call a statement question. They made it as a statement. And it's, well, I, I just don't have enough time in a day. It's kind of so like you, that, I, that light bulb kind of turns on. And all yeah, of a sudden they exactly. go, yeah, now I just told myself what I wanted to hear. <laughs> exactly. And you can reiterate it and reiterate it. And I, I found that if you reiterate it in a question, take what they said as a statement and turn it into a question for them. So what you're saying is if you had da, 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 and they'll go, oh, yeah. I just said that, didn't I? And yeah. they realized I had it all along and didn't know it. That's, That's right. how I'm to reach inside and, and, and discover it and pull it out. Yes. And draw it out. Tell me more. I love that. And uh, and there's a lot of good stuff in the book, Coaching, A Way of Leadership, A Way of Life. So just, George, we have really enjoyed this. So just as a, a quick summary, what uh, if there's a ministry professional out there, a pastor, minister of education, someone who leads leaders, uh, what yes. might be some some uh, key takeaways that they need to take away from this uh, podcast today? Well, first, it's a learning process. You're not going to get it down overnight. You're not going to get it down, you know, real quick there. Uh, but one of the key things is learn to listen more. Listen with with without trying to respond right away, and then practice, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think. Uh, one of the things that I, that even I do today when I'm helping and I have groups call me churches associations state conventions or other groups people uh, outside the church asking me to help them formulate questions and one of the things I always look at as I'm helping them formulate questions is always ask yourself this is there a better way to ask this question yeah is it and in other words is there a better way that is there a way that can help this person that I'm talking to really uncover what the need is here and what their next step is. Is there a way that I can formulate this question better to help that person, that, that light, as you said, that light go off in their head? Good. Hey, George, we have certainly enjoyed this uh, Discipleship Matters podcast on the topic, Coaching Our Leaders. And we appreciate your book, Coaching, A Way of Leadership, A Way of Life. And they can find that book where? You can find it, 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 you can find it on Amazon. Or you can find it at my website, which is S-O-N-C-A-R-E dot net suncare.net and go to the resources page and it's there uh, you can find it there uh, it's digitally if you want it digitally it is at amazon not on my website yeah perfect man we've enjoyed that i hope to have you back again sometime soon as well i'd love it and love, love being with you love to have you in person maybe back in the state sometime soon as well so we can work on that guaranteed all right george well thank you so much and i hope you have a blessed day thanks john god bless you We want to thank you today for joining us in our Discipleship Matters podcast. You know, we we hope that God can use these types of ideas and concepts in your life and ministry to help you to be that man or woman of God he can use to accomplish his will for his glory. I hope you will join us again in our next podcast. You will always find helpful tools and resources on our website at louisianabaptist.org. I hope you'll go there today and check it out. And join us again in our next podcast of Discipleship Matters. This podcast has been made possible by your gifts through the cooperative program.